Hello and welcome to Sonographers Spill the Tea, where we're here to discuss all things ultrasound, particularly safety in sonography and cap the caseload. We're here to uplift, educate, and foster a community of wellness and realness in ultrasound. And you'll get no shortage of real talk from me, your host, Joanna Hall. As we dive into our pilot episode where we're going to discuss ultrasound versus sonography, don't forget to subscribe to Safety and let's transition into our tea time. Well, welcome, welcome to our first episode. We're so happy that you're here with us and we're just going to dive straight into ultrasound versus sonography. Most of us get our introduction to ultrasound through pregnancy. I don't know about you guys, but I had no idea that you can take pictures of inside of the body in real time until I had a teeny tiny human growing inside of my uterus. Uh, Once I learned what ultrasound was, I was immediately hooked. It is an absolutely amazing modality that can be used in so many different applications. Technically what it is, it's sound waves. It's sound waves that are coming out of a transducer, a piece of equipment. Those sound waves are being transported into the body and then it's bouncing off of internal structures in the body and making its way back to the equipment to produce an image on the machine. Um, And depending on what that sound is hitting, whether it's bone, whether it's fat or adipose, um, or it's a fluid, the different structures and density and anatomy within the body shows up on our screen in different shades of gray to correlate what that sound hit inside of the body. And we interpret those images and create those images in real time in ultrasound. It is an absolutely dope modality. And the people who create these images love what they do. They are the sonographers in sonography. So what's sonography? We just talked about ultrasound. Now you're talking about sonography. Let me tell you something. It's the exact same thing. In medicine, you will find that we like to have a lot of names for the same shit. Why? I don't know, to make it more confusing, to make us sound really, really smart when we're able to interject these words and phrases. Not quite sure why ultrasound and sonography and sonogram and ultrasonographer, all of these terms are synonymous. They mean the same thing. So what is the difference and why does it even matter? If it's all the same shit, why does it matter to know what the differences are? Well, that's a really great question. The differences are that a sonographer is highly trained, is credentialed, and loves what they do, like literally loves what they do. Sonographers love what they do so much that they do it to the point where they wind up suffering from work-related musculoskeletal injuries. And when I tell you they suffer, I'm telling you that 90% of sonographers are scanning in pain right now. But you know what? We keep showing up to do the job because we love what we do and we are damn good at it. Sonographers are analytical type A, problem solving, critical thinking, troubleshooting, dope ass healthcare professionals. And because we can calculate like that, we tend to demand a certain respect from our healthcare team members And the status quo is not 
supporting that mutual respect in the industry. So we have a lot of work to do there when it comes to safety and sonography, respect for what the job duties and responsibilities of a diagnostic medical sonographer actually entail. There's a lot of false information out there. I even think I saw an article one time where it said that sonographers have the least stressful job in America. And it was mad obvious that that article was not written by a diagnostic medical sonographer. In fact, it was probably written by somebody who has no fucking clue what a diagnostic medical sonographer actually does. It was such an insulting article. But there are articles out there that are circulating like that. And there are plenty of resources that are available that are just not speaking to what it is to be a sonographer. They want to talk about ultrasound techs. Oh, they take pictures. They look at babies. Let me tell you something. Yesterday, when I was scanning babies and I found a 22-week-old fetus who was no longer moving because the mother came in for her anatomy scan after a really, really shitty storm here in Texas. She was about a week late for her anatomy scan through no fault of her own, of course. But she comes in on a Saturday because we're doing the best we can to accommodate patients at this point anytime that we can to make up for the lost week that we had during the storms when there was no power or electricity. And let me tell you, we're still trying to get our shit together here in Texas. It was no joke. But anyway, she's in the office now in a post-pandemic setting. She's alone because patient support is no longer allowed in the ultrasound room, which has had devastating consequences of their own because number one, these patients are not getting the highest quality of care that they can because they're having to navigate isolation during their exams. And number two, They're actually starting to get really aggressive because they want to record, they want to stream, they want the person who's important to them and their care with them during their experiences. And they're not wrong. But we have had a tendency in this industry, uh, especially over the last year or so, to kind of cover your eyes like a two-year-old, like, I don't see you, you don't see me, so maybe the problem doesn't actually exist which is one thing that UltraSafe Ultrasounds is working towards every day to address the recognized risks in ultrasound to minimize them so that the workforce and every person, place, or practice that the workforce serves is able to do it to the best success that they can with the least amount of damage to their bodies. But anyway, off that soapbox, the patient is here And we begin our exam and she's so happy that she finally gets her anatomy scan. We want to confirm that it's a boy. And of course, the patient has all these things that they're addressing that are important to them. The sonographer, of course, in their clinical training has things that are important to them to address, right? We are here to do a diagnostic exam for two patients, not just for the mother, but for the fetus that is inside of her that is the true patient today. And that patient was not alive. Okay? Ultrasound is not a imaging modality that is not stressful. That is, you just look at babies all day. Oh my God, this is so much fun. It's yay. No, that's not what it is. 
Okay. That's what it is for the patient. That's what it is when you're introduced to ultrasound. Like I was 12 years ago. I was super duper excited. I was not happy with my sonographer because they would not tell me the results. And let me tell you, I owe my sonographer a huge apology because I didn't take that very well at all. I was like, this is my body. This is my baby. I can't believe it. I'm so offended. How are you not going to tell me what I want to know about my own baby? Of course, now I have the training to understand why she could not tell me, but I didn't take it well. As as a matter of fact, I took it so bad that I was like, fuck you. I'm going to school and I'm going to learn all about ultrasound and I'm going to do it too. Uh, And here we are now on our (laughs) our pilot podcast episode, speaking about the difference between ultrasound and sonography. And and we have this amazing business with the goal and foundation of safety and sonography. So it's so beautiful to see what that 12-year journey has been like since my first introduction. But anyway, the, the mother loses the baby and man, you know, you never leave the ultrasound room the same after a loss. You open that door, you are now a bereaved parent. You know, life is never the same. I'm a bereaved parent. I lost my son at eight and a half months gestation. He was the first fetal demise that I had ever found. And I didn't get talked to like a mother. I got spoken to like a clinician, like a healthcare provider. It was absolutely awful. I still think about how the bedside manner for a bereaved parent is, we can definitely use some improvement there. But let's go back to ultrasound versus sonography and touch on sonography now. Sonography, and you will be drilled this as a student and probably also as a provider when you get your credentials. Sonography is a super small world. They love to say that. Sonography, the, the community is so small, so small. Everybody's going to know your business. Watch out. If one person knows something about you, everybody's going to know something about you. It's like they train you to think that ultrasound or, excuse me, sonography is a high school. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to go to high school again. That shit was traumatic. I don't want to be in grade school. I don't want to worry about clicks and likes and and all of the stuff that goes along with when somebody is trying to pigeonhole your thought process to fit their thought process. And so I went into the field with this thought process that was drilled upon me that the community was so small. And it's true. It's not like it's false information. The ultrasound community is really small, which is probably why there's not a podcast like this about it, because there is this fear in sonography. There's also this fear that if you don't do the most, that you are going to be an invaluable sonographer, that you have to go in there and push and push and push down as hard as you can to get the images So you have to push to the point where your own body inevitably breaks down. And this is an issue in ultrasound. This is not something where it's happening to some of us. This is happening to 90% of the workforce. They're scanning in pain. They're scanning in pain from rotator cuff tears and suffering from frozen shoulder and carpal tunnel syndrome and just... I think we got to 33 unique diagnoses 
confirmed diagnoses of work-related musculoskeletal injuries that sonographers are currently suffering from. It was a staggering result to a poll that the business had done when we were writing and authoring the white paper on musculoskeletal injuries. So I say all that to say that it was insane that in school you're drilled to push. You're also drilled to work really, really, really hard. And you're also drilled that if you don't push, you're not performing adequate work. And if you don't work really hard, you're not valuable. Those two mentalities are what is contributing, aside from the absolutely insane amount of caseloads, the mentality that is contributing to the injuries is that you have to push, 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 push down. And remember, every pound of pressure, every bit of force that you push down, your body also has to absorb that. And your tissues, your soft tissues are only going to be able to push and absorb, but so much. And we're pushing and forcing absorption of this pressure to a point of trauma. And it has to stop. It just has to stop. The mentality in sonography cannot continue to be. It's such a teeny tiny small community and anything that you say can and will be used against you. And if you don't push down really, really hard, you're not doing good work and you're going to miss something and the patient is going to suffer from your inadequacy. When I first graduated, I went to work and... The one thing I repeated to myself again and again and again to be successful was say nothing, do everything, go home to your family. And I said this to myself multiple times throughout the day. I said it to myself as I had a run-in with the radiologist and looked for support from the supervisor, looked for support from the manager, looked for support for the director and get strike out, strike out, strike out. So now you just say nothing, do everything and go home to your family, right? Because obviously trying to get support for a pain is non-existent. And it's not just in an acute care setting. You go to an OBGYN setting and you say, hey, doc, I can't scan 25 patients in one day. Can we work on the schedule or... Hey, doc, I can't do anatomy scan after anatomy scan after anatomy scan. My arm hurts. We need to mix up those exams. And unfortunately, the responses that sonographers are getting, and please, if you're getting these responses too, let us know. We love feedback. We're here for you. We want to be able to uplift and support you. So we'd love for you to share your experiences with us. Confirm, deny, add, subtract, whatever you want to do. What it is that you're experiencing in sonography. But what we're experiencing in our workforce, I've personally experienced it. I've spoken to hundreds of sonographers all across the country, and they are experiencing it. It is called the shut up and scan mentality. That's all they want us to do is shut up and scan, which is really incredible because you seek after the 
diagnostic medical sonographer for their talents, for their skills, for their critical thinking, for their credentials, that they worked so hard to achieve, whether that was through formal education, on-the-job training. However you got your credentials, I bet you bust your ass to get them. And I bet you were super, super excited and so proud to finally get that RDMS after your name or whatever credentials you went for. Maybe you went for RVT. Maybe you went for RDCS. Whatever your credentials are, I know you worked for them. And I know that you want them to last longer than the time it took you to actually get your credentials. You want some longevity in the field. It takes you know a couple of years to really train for it. And you want those couple of years that you put into getting your credentials, the time and the money that you invested, you want your career to actually last longer than a couple of years before you're in pain and thinking, oh my God, what did I get myself into? And am I really going to be able to last in this field with this pain? Is it going to get worse? Usually what winds up happening is that sonographers just continue to scan until the point of trauma. It's really bad out there. But let me tell you something. This is not something an ultrasound tech is going to go through. Okay. An ultrasound tech is going to lay you down, take a picture, and they're probably the ones that say, oh my God, look at that baby. There's no diagnostic imaging. There's no uh, critical thinking or diagnosis or treatment. Uh, Ultrasound tech doesn't have any credentials and they're just going to sit down, throw the transducer on you, take an image, and then it's going to be over. So Here's the question I pose to you guys as we wrap up our ultrasound versus sonography pilot episode. Who would you rather scan you? Who would you rather work on your family members and your friends and your loved ones? Do you prefer an ultrasound tech or do you prefer a diagnostic medical sonographer? And if your answer is the second one, then you really need to stop calling your sonographers an ultrasound tech because let me tell you, we will side-eye you without actually moving our eyes. We are so damn good like that. And we're good like that because we were trained to be good like that. Our poker face, our sonographer resting bitch face while those patients are staring at us to try to gauge information about their exam through our eyes as we look at the screen. Man, we got poker faces on us. You'll never get it out of us. So we can do all kinds of stuff with our face and you'll never see it. And maybe some people don't care. Man, it's an ultrasound tech. It's whatever. I'm just here to collect a paycheck. Obviously, you know, people like that exist in every industry. But this particular industry, one that I love so much, it is everything I eat, breathe, and sleep. I love sonography. And you will find that the sonographers who are scanning in pain also love their job absolutely love it. And we're going to ride this motherfucker till the wheels fall off. But unfortunately, the wheels ain't not falling off. Our arms are falling off. And it really, really 
hurts. So we have lots to touch on in this podcast. We have lots to do in the industry. And we are so excited that you have chosen to walk this journey with us. We're walking it with you. We are here together. This is Sonographers Spill the Tea, and we are touching on all things ultrasound and sonography. Next week, join us as we dive a little bit deeper into sonographer life and discuss permanent ultrasonographers and temporary ultrasonographers. What is the similarities and difference between a permanent staff job and a contract travel job? That's going to be some really, really great tea. I can't wait to share it with you guys. There's so much to discuss when it comes to perm versus temporary placement. I'd like to thank you all for joining us for Sonographers Spill the Tea. If you enjoyed today's tea, go ahead and subscribe to Safety. And if you have any questions, go ahead and email us at info at ultrasafeultrasounds.com. And we will catch you next Tuesday for some freshly spilt tea in sonography.